0: Michigan's short track racing authority is Horsepower Happenings.
1: Curtis Roberts, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. The Northport Florida driver Danny Sims III, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Travis Stemmler, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Steve Irwin, welcome to Horsepower Happenings, my friend. Director of race operations for the
2: ASA Stars National Tour, Joe Ballish, welcome. Over
1: 50 years of industry experience from behind the wheel to behind the microphone. Here comes On into turns three and four. on to the Stamp on sideways, Greg Dalman wins. Yeah,
2: guys, wholesale uh, right-side tire changes, that that seems to be the decision. All
0: down. Exclusive interviews every week. Hear from drivers, track owners, series promoters, and so much more. You know, after about eight hours of months of medical time here, they, uh, they were pretty adamant about me staying out of the car for quite a while. It'll be, it'll
1: be my first stab at driving a race car that I haven't prepared from end to end, that I'm not calling the shots on, all of that all at once.
0: Plus, local news, analysis, and opinions you didn't ask for.
2: She is not going to have any excuses. That is some of the best equipment
1: there at Anti Camp Your Racing that money can buy. This points fund is massive. These races are massive. These are some of the most high-paying races in the country. From
0: the Be Cool Radiator Studio, presented by CNT Services, here are Zach Heiser and Rich Franz.
1: Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to another episode of Horsepower Happenings. A busy weekend for some, a wet weekend for others. We'll talk about it all coming up. But first, here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. How about Kyle Larson? And what a win it was for him at Richmond. It came on the anniversary, uh, a very important anniversary for the Hendricks family. So that was pretty cool for him to take that number five to victory lane. And what about Josh Berry? Filling in still for Chase Elliott. That guy brought that number nine car home on the podium. And uh, it was said after the race that Jeff Gordon, the uh, you know, he's a bigwig now at Hendrick Motorsports, is certain that Josh Berry has a future in cup racing. So uh, I don't know what it took Dale Jr. so long to get him out of the late model stock program for, but he's picking up some steam pretty quick. How about Blaine Aiken and Josh Sage? They collected their first career CRA wins over the weekend during the cabin fever at Shady Bowl Speedway. Blaine Aiken got around. Uh, Jason Atkinson, for the final time with five laps to go, held on to get his first career CRA Street Stocks win. And then Josh Sage took the lead on lap 50 with 25 to go and survived a couple of late-race restarts and was able to pick up his first career CRA win. Brad Sweet and James McFadden were weekend winners with the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series during the Federated Auto Parts Texas Nationals, and it worked. We contacted Rusty Schlenk a couple of weeks ago and said, Dude, you're having no luck at all this season. You need to come onto our show. We'll break the curse for you. We'll give you some of that Horsepower Happenings luck. And sure enough, Rich France, Rusty Schlank unloaded at I-55 Federated Auto Parts Speedway and brought the number 91 home in second spot. So we're, we'll, we'll go ahead and take a little bit of credit for that. And uh, those things and so much more happening that on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. A little bit more racing this weekend, huh? I got a chance to hold a microphone for the first time in a minute. And, yeah, that uh, had to
2: feel good, didn't it?
1: I got a chance to work with Mike Goins down at Shady Bowl Speedway. Mike's a great announcer, a lot of knowledge, and uh, we had a lot of fun calling CRA Street Stocks, uh, Sportsman. Vor's Compact Touring Series was there. Uh, Corey did a great job with uh, everything that they've got going on. And then, of course, Open Wheel Modifieds, and it was a great show. Track Enterprises promoted, and it was a really, really good, fun time.
2: Yeah. You know, Zach, we got, I got to get some important information out to everybody. Um, of course, we got some great interviews on the show tonight. Uh, we had to pull an audible and we grabbed Cap Henry. Thankful he's, he, he, can't, he's going to come on for an interview. And then uh, Scott Phillips, the new owner and promoter at Winston Speedway. But we got to give everybody an update. I know uh, everybody on social media has been wondering <clears throat> how the big guy's doing. The old gray dog, Gary Lindall, had his open heart surgery this morning and um, Made it through the surgery just fine. The doctor, I, I did speak to his wife, Sharon. Um, doctor is very happy with the results. Uh, Gary is on every machine you can imagine right now. They're trying to make things easy for him so his body can um, kind of heal from the surgery. And uh, I just got a text moments ago before we started the program. They're slowly starting to wake Gary up. So that is really good news. And Sharon does say, uh, please, everybody, don't give up. Still more prayers to get get Gary uh, out of the ICU, <clears throat> get him back in a regular room, and then hopefully uh, later this week, maybe back in his own home, in his own chair, in his own bed. That's right.
1: All right, Berlin Raceway is getting very excited for the 2023 season, and the excitement continues to build, Rich France, because they have, of course, their Berlin icebreaker coming up in a couple of weeks on Saturday, April 15th. They will uh, kick things off for the uh, Berlin Icebreaker event. But also happening is registration. Early registration is taking place right now for the Money in the Bank uh, coming up on June 7th. And, uh, Rich, early registration alone, I don't know if you saw this, they have a full field of cars already registered for this event just by early registration forms. Did you see that? I did not. I'm busy. Uh, They had like 23 or 27 cars pre-entered last week. Um, who had already turned in uh, registration forms and had already submitted intents, right? They, you know how you know how the late model world works, as far as that's concerned. Um, so this money in the bank coming up this year at Berlin Race because it's only going to grow, right? I mean, how many how many race car drivers actually get off their rear ends and turn in their registration forms in a timely manner? Um, this race, I'm telling you what, June 7th coming up is going to be huge. 24 cars within the first. Five hours is what Jeff Striegel posted on his personal Twitter page. So does that give you any indication as to what we're going to be looking at here coming up in June? I mean, that's just wild.
2: Yeah. And it's gotta, I I can't believe it's not going to be any better for their battle at Berlin either when they get to that point. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of things out there, a lot of construction. Um, you know, I, I, I did see the video, the snow's gone away out there in Marne. So, uh, Evan Shotko was out there turning some laps yep. in the on and off range. So uh, it's, it's almost that time around here, Zach. Uh, we're going to almost fire some race cars or at some racetracks.
1: Now uh, they did tease us and said that the early entry list should be coming out soon. Um, but of course, early entry list and soon means that we still have to wait. Uh, nothing published just yet as to who is uh, committed to come, but 24 drivers in five hours, 25 total drivers in the first day. Uh, Regardless, it's going to be a really big weekend at Berlin. And speaking of Berlin, you remember uh, some punk kid who got a start out there at Berlin Raceway some, what, 10, 15 years ago? Uh, Rich, he's he's come a long way since then.
2: Yeah, Zach, um, you know, everybody's been watching Carson Hosovar, watching his way, working up through the Traveling Late Model Series, uh, winning... Uh, premier uh, crown jewel events, and then into the truck series. And we all said, man, he's going to win a race one of these days. Well, it's took a couple of years. But uh, finally, Zach, what we've been waiting for this weekend for a while, and it finally happened, uh, Carson Hosovar picked up his first NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series win. Nick Sanchez had an absolutely dominant 168 of 172 laps uh, led in Saturday's speedycash.com 250 at Texas Motor Speedway. But the 21-year-old rookie and reigning NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, Zane Smith, collided at the front of the field. Uh, After taking the white flag uh, during the second overtime, uh, Josevar would make contact with Sanchez and continue driving. And caution would come out. And Carson Josevar was called the winner. Uh, Josevar only led the last overtime lap to claim his first victory by 1.6 seconds over Chase Purdy. Uh, career best finishes, Zach, for
1: both drivers. So congratulations to Carson Hosva. Yeah, really cool, and a uh, lot of support back here at home. I know a lot of folks were fired up to uh, see him do that. Hey, I want to take uh, just a quick moment here and say thank you to Sweet Manufacturing. Uh, we just got done with the month of March, which we deemed was Mich- Michigan Motorsports History Month. Uh, Rich, we had a chance to talk to four Michigan Motorsports, uh, excuse me, Michigan motorsports hall of fame members we had a chance to talk to four drivers in person and then throughout the week we did about three to five different highlights from the michigan motorsports hall of fame website we put them on horsepower happenings and shared them to our social media by the way those are still up there on our website they're going to stay there until next march when we do this again another michigan motorsports history month coming around uh it's just like the clock another one's coming around right and so uh i just want to say thank you to uh phil bozell and sweet manufacturing for coming on board and being a part of that i don't know about you rich but i learned a lot in the month of march about some of our deep roots in uh in in michigan auto racing history there have been some very very prominent figures not just in our motorsports right here in the mitten but in racing across the nation and across the world that came from right here in our backyard yeah that that was a that,
2: that was a pretty cool deal and and you know, maybe we got to make that – we'll just mark that down on the calendar, right, for next year, that March will be Michigan Motorsports History Month again, and we'll we'll get to meet some more drivers and, and kind of work our th- way through the inductees and just kind of find some other people. It's really cool to talk to the stories you hear from back in the day about how they got into racing and, and how racing was before we were around. Yeah. You know, and, and that was and, – and the difference because we only – you know, a lot of us only have – The last, you know, 10 to 20 years to go by. Uh, But it's really cool to have some of the some I guess you can call them old timers, right? They started out back in the day. Yeah. And they and they really they're the face of our sport. Right. They started what we are continuing on today.
1: And I would say, too, you know, there was only so much time in the day and only so much time in the month. We didn't get to everybody. We probably didn't even get to the to the major highlights. M.M.S. H.O.F. Dot org. Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame. So, MMSHOF.org. Go there, check out the inductees page, and just read some of these biographies. Uh, these are the submissions that were turned in to try to get these folks into the Hall of Fame. There are some really awesome stories still on that website that we're going to get a chance to highlight again next year right here with Horsepower Happenings. Speaking of great Michigan groups, uh, Michigan Auto Racing groups, Rich France, it's no secret you are on the board of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, and they've got an event coming up here in a couple of weeks that I'm really excited about attending.
2: Yeah, we talked. We gave it a little teaser last week, a little bit. We'll, now we'll go over it because they have a whole lot more decided that's, that's solid. The Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, like I said last week, they're going to kick off their 58th season. And this will be on Sunday, April 16th, and it'll be at the Birch Run Speedway. Uh, and they're going to do it in a huge way. Doors open at 12 noon uh, with some great food available for purchase uh, starting at 1230. Uh, we'll have race cars on display on the concourse uh, uh, with series and track promoters with tables set up. And Zach, I think we're going to have a table set up there with our stuff. So make sure you come on by and say hi to Zach and I. Um also, over a dozen drivers have already committed to bring their cars out. The fan club will kick off uh, their meeting at 2 p.m. in the clubhouse, and you'll be able to hear from guest speakers Andrew Terrell, Lonnie Samier, uh Zach Burton, and James Gokey, Jr. They've already committed. Uh, then at 4 p.m., a party in the Gas Alley Bar with country music entertainer Tyler Roy. What a kickoff to 2023. Uh, you'll also have a chance to renew or sign up for a new fan club membership as well. So mark it down Sunday. April 16th, 12 noon, Birch Run Speedway. Going to be a great time, Zach.
1: Now, you're going to be there, right? Yes, I will be there. And I'm going to be there. there. Did I lock myself in? Yeah, you did. And uh, I'm going to be there, and it's going to be in the Gas Alley Bar. So I think we're going to have a good time on Sunday, April 16th. <laughs> Rich
2: has got
1: to bring 20s, right? Uh, Rich has got to bring 20s. That's right. Hey, uh, I want to say thank you to Home Pro Roofing because it is squarely into the month of April. And wouldn't you know it that we managed to get a sprint car race in on the second day of April, which means we are now on the lookout for the Home Pro Hammer of the Month. And if you missed the announcement last week uh, or if you did hear the announcement last week, I made a mistake. $200 fuel card available to the Home Pro Hammer of the Month. My, for some reason. You said reason, $20 last week. I did, you? and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, uh, did Shannon messaged me. He goes, dude, I thought we were doing more than that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, so $200 fuel card to the winner of the Home Pro Hammer of the Month campaign. Home Pro Roofing with, uh, they've got offices all over the place. Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio. They love sprint car racing. They love auto racing, and they love doing a good job on their roofs. Um, So keep an eye out, wing sprint cars. If there's somebody that you're a fan of that's doing well uh, or you happen to notice, man, this guy is doing really good this month, upload a picture to your social media. Use the hashtag #HomeProHammer. And then we'll be on the lookout for his results. We might put him head-to-head, that driver head-to-head with another driver at the end of the month. And the fans will decide who the Home Pro Hammer of the month is. And so, thanks to Atomic Speedway, we are now on the lookout for the Home Pro Hammer of the month because they ended up, Rich France, with a gaggle of sprint cars, 30 of them strong. They went from hoping that enough fans would show up that they could race to having a race on Sunday thanks to some extra promotional help. From uh, some some folks in the community, they had 30 sprint cars, 20 modifieds showed up to race, and uh, they also had a 26-car field of sport mods all turn out on a Sunday afternoon to race in Chillicothe, Ohio, and for the 410 sprint cars, the Ohio Valley sprint cars, It was Parker Price Miller who ended up at the top of the podium by the end of the day. He started on the outside of the front row, got to the lead, and never looked back. Cap Henry, who we'll talk to in just a moment, finished in the second spot. He rolled on the outside of row number two. Cole Macedo started fifth and brought that car home in third. But the big move, how about Cole Duncan coming 10 spots, started in 14th, Finished in fourth. There were some other big movers as well. J.J. Hickel moved up 10 spots, going from 22nd to finish 12th. Creed Kemenaw up 10 from 23rd to finish 13th. So a really fun and uh, racy racetrack down at Atomic Speedway. Well, we had to call an audible. Uh, We know this is a racing show, but sometimes I feel a little bit like Peyton Manning and uh, just want to start yelling Omaha uh, because we get to the line and have to do something different than what we had planned. And it's our pleasure, and we're very thankful that we're able to reach out to Bellevue, Ohio native Cap Henry. And I said, hey, man, I'm in a pinch. You want to be on the show? He said, yep, call me. And uh, Cap Henry, welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, even though I wasn't the first choice. (laughs) Well, now, and see, that's just it. You were, and then I made a decision. I said, let's go this way, and we'll wait for Cap to get closer to home, and then we'll call him after he has some success closer to home because your success this weekend came all the way down at Atomic Speedway. Uh, in the, I mean, I don't know if you can get much more south in Ohio, but way down there at Atomic Speedway. And I do want to talk about your great success that you had down there this weekend, but the first thing I want to talk about is the way that this show came together now for us as race fans i've never felt more on the line or on the edge of my seat about are we going to chillicothe ohio or not and i can only imagine that cap from your perspective you and your race team probably were doing the same thing like man we want a race can we go are we going to get a chance to go and it finally was announced around wednesday or thursday that it was going to happen
0: yeah you know um so I'm, I'm very grateful that um, I actually Rich Farmer that was involved with that deal. Um, I know Rich. Everybody knows that last year I drove his car at the end of the season for a few races to complete my season. And, um, you yeah, know, so I had seen that uh, Rich had posted something on uh, Twitter and um, that uh, he was uh, you know the Atomic Race. So I'm like, what do you know that nobody else knows and all he says <laughs> back is it's a go i need cars you coming you know so uh we were very grateful for rich that um you know rich did a lot to put that race on and uh you know i'm also grateful that um you know the car owner jeff ward uh, took the gamble and let us go down there um just to race you know it's a long drive so he had a lot of fuel money and um you know it's you know just a weekly purse so um there's you know pretty good odds that we could have lost a whole bunch of money, and, um, you know, Jeff was grateful enough that he wanted to go race and uh, just wanted to let us get a test session on the new tires, and, you know, it it worked out. Um, you know, I felt like we learned a lot, and, um, you know, we had a pretty good first showing.
2: Yep, you have a first showing, and and by, by a pretty solid first showing is a runner-up finish down at Atomic. Um, that right out of the gate with a new team, that's got to make you pretty excited for 2023.
0: Yeah, it does um you know it's it's it is a new team but you know a lot of things are still the same um you know i've still got my you know longtime crew chief um zach myers on board um you know so that always really shortens up your learning curve there um you know we're kind of lucky that they this program's not you know a lot different than what we were running with farmer there at the end of the year um you know so we we're kind of already you know had some a little bit of knowledge going into it um but, you know, like just we're grateful that a lot of the pieces for the team were already realistically here when we got here. You know, I, I do have to say a lot to Caleb, um, you know, when he drove the car that, you know, a lot of the right pieces were already here. And, um, you know, we just kind of got to do our thing with it. And, um, you know, I, I think we're off to a good start and I'm excited to see what we can keep continue to build on. Now, the last year
2: with Lane Racing, you guys were pretty much a fixture at the All-Star Circuit of Champions. You guys, is that your guys' plan this year to run the entire schedule?
0: Not going to be full-time with the All-Stars this year. Um, you know, all of us involved with this car now have, you know, full-time day jobs. Um, you know, so as much as the schedule is easier than it used to be, just for us, it's it's not real feasible. And, you know, I just don't want to jump that far. Um, the first year, you know, we're kind of going to race around Ohio and just kind of do whatever we want. And, um, you know, if we're running really, really well, we'll probably travel a little bit more. And, you know, if we don't feel like that we're up to the level we need to be, we'll probably try and build the program around home. But, um, you know, we plan to run a lot of races and, um, you know, just kind of see how the year goes.
1: And and I think that leads into the other question that we sometimes ask, and this has been, you know, we just talked to a new track promoter, and, and I think you can ask kind of similar questions is, you're a new team. You're a new driver to that team. How do you – and I ask this question all the time, and this is exactly how I phrase it. How do you manage expectations now in 2023? Cap Henry, you obviously are a proven winner. You want to win races. That's what you're good at. And that's what you do. That's why we all do what we do in this sport. Uh, obviously, the Ward Racing crew, they want to win races. That's why they've hired you to drive their stuff. But it's going to take some time, I think, for everybody to start talking the same language. I know you bring your own own crew, your old crew, crew chief with you, so that helps. Um, but still, how do you manage what everybody wants to see happen out there on the racetrack as this season starts to unfold? Um, you know, it's one of those things that I've always kind of said
0: in the past in my career that there was times I never, I never seized the opportunities I had um, to make the most of them. Um, And I've kind of learned that, you know, I can't, if I put too much pressure on myself, you end up a lot of times, you just push yourself into mistakes. Um, you know, so with this deal, um, we kind of agreed that we're probably not going to really run any point stuff. So we're just going to go out there and just, you know, race and, um, you know, just do the best we can. Um, you know, Jeff's been very kind to um, both Zach and I, um, you know, Gary Griffith is also involved in this. Um, you know, and they've been been nothing but kind, um, you know, they don't, um, there's no crazy expectations. Like you guys need to win 10 races your first year. Or we're not going to be happy. Um, you know, honestly, he just, he's happy to see, um, you know, he wants to have fun, you know, and he wants everybody else around him to have fun. Um, you know, so honestly, I, we fell into a pretty good situation where, you know, we can race and have fun and, you know, try and make the most of it. You know, obviously we want to win races. Um, you know, Zach and I have won quite a few races together. And, um, you know, we, we obviously want to add to that that total and, um, you know, we're here and we're going to try.
1: I'm not asking you to, uh, and in fact, I'm discouraging any sort of uh, name drop or any mention of organizations, but to help people further understand, have you been in that situation before where you've signed a contract that says you will win X amount of races in that first year or insert penalty or insert, you know, termination or things of that nature? Have you been under those uh, circumstances before? No,
0: I, I've never been in a situation where I had, you know, it was like, Hey, you have to do this or we're not, you know, or you're done or anything. But, you know, there was, there was definitely places I have ended up where, um, you know, I was told that, you know, I, what was my finishes weren't good enough and I had to do better. Sure. Um, you know, and that was, I'm the type of person that that's tough for me to manage. Um, you know, you just, I don't know. I, I would, and at that, my life was a lot different at that time. Um, at that time I was trying to live off of my income racing. I didn't work a full-time day job. Um, you know, so it, it added, it compounded the issue because you want to run well because naturally as a competitive person, you just want to do well, but then it was also your, you know, that was how I lived. Um, you know, so now you, your thought process is different and you, you know, you, you overanalyze things and, um, you know, it was tough and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful as much as that was my dream. as you know, the whole time I was growing up as a little kid was, you know, I want to be a professional race car driver. Um, you know, I've, I can see the other side of it now and I still consider myself a professional race car driver, but I still have, you know, I still have the respect for the guys that, you know, they have to go race every weekend, two, three times a weekend, because that's how they live. Um, you know, I'm grateful enough that, you know, if I have a bad night, I don't have to worry about if I can pay my bills. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have a great employer. Um, and I'm gonna give them a plug. Work I work for SCS Gearbox and Craig and Cindy are great people and um they let me go race as often as I need to. A lot of times they uh they even, you know, help with my racing. So I'm I'm fortunate um, you know, that I don't have that pressure that I have to perform or you know or else
1: and that was going to be my question is that's got to lead to some some you know relief and uh, maybe even some increased enthusiasm about what you guys get to do this year it sounds like from what you're saying you kind of uh, lay the schedules out in front of you and go what do you think you want to go to Sandusky or what do you think you want to go to Wayne County you want to go to Wayne's Field what do you want to do and you guys are just going to kind of do whatever you want that sounds like a really fun 2023 season is about to unfold
0: yeah you know it, it truly is um we actually have a schedule magneted to a you know one of the metal cabinets in the shop and there has got to be 80 races on this schedule and it is anything that we can go race within like a probably five hour radius um you know and it's just kind of we kind of go through it and go well this makes sense that doesn't make sense you know it's like well hey you know if we're running really good this might be fun but you know if we think we need to stay closer to home we can do this instead and um you know it's it's shape it up to be really fun um you know like i said jeff's a jeff's a really great guy um gary griff's you know involved with it and you know he's a lot of fun um you know zach and i are super close um you know we actually picked up two guys that are helping us out um you know chris and chad wilson um you know they both have a lot of knowledge too um and you know i'm really excited about you know the way the race team's built for this season um you know my You know, the plans, everything, you know, were kind of up in the air at the end of 2022 and wasn't really sure what was going to happen. And, um, you know, Jeff was the first puzzle piece. And then, you know, Zach was, you know, I'm so grateful for Zach that he came along. Um, And, you know, and then we've just got, you know, a lot of really cool marketing partners came on board to help us. Um, You know, so I'm just very grateful, you know, for what this year's looking like. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to do it.
2: Yeah, but I know you, you talked about being able to race closer to home and um, because it never stopped raining in Northern Ohio or Michigan, this part of the year, um, you can't race just down the street. Um, but I know, you know, Zach and I have been there to Attica Raceway Park and have seen you perform awfully well there. I'm sure you can't wait till that place dries out and you can get over there.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm really excited. Um, you know, over the years, it's, it's always been one of my favorite racetracks. And I, you know, I only live 10 minutes away from Attica. So, you know, it's just, it's always, you know, it's always been home to me. And, um, you know, it's funny. I I tell people this all the time. I was like, I remember when I was new in a 410, and the locals used to boo me. And then when I got to the point where people actually cheered and stood up when I started winning races (laughs) there, um, you know, it was, it (laughs) had just changed, you know, everything for me. Um, you know, 2020, we had a great year and we won a whole lot of races there. Um, you know, and our our main plan this year is just to just to try and win a whole bunch of races again.
1: What do you think changed the fan outlook on Cap Henry? That's an interesting. I've never heard you uh, talk about that before. What, what 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 flipped the switch? I mean, to be honest, when I was younger, I was kind of a
0: I was kind of a punk kid, and uh, <laughs> you know, I not have a fan because of my attitude, and you uh, know, it was deserved. I will not say that any fans you know were in the wrong. Um I think it just you know initially when I started 410 racing I immediately was traveling on the road and um you know I think people thought maybe took it as a snub or something like that that you know I want I wanted to race with the all stars instead of you know race around home um so I think finally when I came home and you know people understood that you know my dad did it so I would learn and, you know, I ran one year of Attica Fremont and then immediately toured for the next remaining four years with the All-Stars. And my learning curve was so high that when I came back home, I was really, really, you know, I was pretty decent, you know, for a young kid. And, um, you know, so I and, I and I think I was just home more. So the fans got to know me, know who I actually was um, and not who they thought I was.
1: Well, Cap, uh, I want to go back to Sunday's race. Let's break that down a little bit more. Uh, Great opportunity, as you mentioned. People uh, step up to the plate. They say, we want to race. We're going to go. And this, I I don't even actually know what the fan count looked like. I just know that there were a ton of race cars on the property on Sunday afternoon. And uh, not just nobody's either. You had a stout field of 24 uh, who made the field Four ten sprint cars that you had to race with to bring home the second spot roll off on the outside of row two 25 laps is the distance you bring it home p2 uh against another one of the best in the nation uh the law firm parker price miller gets the job done um talk about that race how it kind of all unfolded for you and uh you know again first first race with a new team what a great accomplishment to bring it home p2
0: yeah you know it's um you know, we'll start with time trials. Um, fortunately, I kind of botched my uh, one-lap time trials. I kind of botched three and four, um, you know, so kind of put us behind the eight ball a little bit. Qualified, I think, around 18th overall. Started fifth in our heat race. Um, you know, luckily, got a good start. Um, it was a top-two redraw. We run second, put us in the redraw, um, you know, draw the four for the start. Um, you know, got us to third immediately, ran third for a while, um, got around Corey Crabtree, Um, to get second, you know, we, we got to Parker at one point I was obviously, I never really felt like I was good enough to drive by Parker. I thought maybe if lap traffic went our way, maybe, um, you know, but it didn't. And Parker actually got back away from me as it started to lay rubber. I got a little bit tight. Um, you know, so I kind of just maintained to run, um, second. Um, but yeah, you know, I was grateful that, you know, atomic and farmer put that deal on. I think everybody was really excited to get to a race. Um, you know, and obviously everybody wants to try and race once before the all-star opener, um, at Attica this coming weekend. Um, but yeah, you know, I've run well at Atomic before in the past couple of years, just kind of didn't really feel like we had the form to be a winner for, or a contender for wins. Um, you know, so I know it was a good feeling just to start that well. Um, you know, and anytime you end the night on the front stretch, whether, you know, it's first or second or third, you know, you know, you had a good night. So, you know, it was, uh. I think it gave everybody, you know, just that extra little bit of motivation, you know, and enthusiasm to start the year. And, and Cap, when we had you on the show
2: last time, we gave you an opportunity with your sponsors. And we want to make sure we do that again because you got a whole new list of them here in 2023. Yeah, I do.
0: Um, You know, first and foremost, I have to thank Jeff Ward Demolition. Um, You know, Jeff Ward was the car, but we got to thank him and his business. Um, We're very grateful for Cindy Elliott with Custom or Elliot's custom trailers and carts. Um, you know, Cindy does a lot for me. Um, and she does a lot for the racing community, but you know, very grateful for her. Um, and then equally grateful for everything they do with the Tony Elliott foundation. Um, I got to meet Tony when I was a very little kid at the rumble in Fort Wayne and, um, uh, me and my dad were not from the sprint car world at all. We, my dad grew up racing road course cars and, you know, that's all I really knew. Um, you know, so we didn't know who Tony was. We actually ran into him at the pool, Um, at the hotel for Fort Wayne and, you know, we're hanging out talking and, you know, he's like, Oh, are you guys in town for? We're like, Oh, we're here for this race. And he's like, Oh, so am I, you know, I'm Tony Elliott. And we had no idea he was, didn't know that he was, you know, a big name guy. And, um, I just always remember he was so down to earth and, um, I had a truck crash in 2011, um, and my truck and trailer got totaled and Tony Elliott went, um, out of his way to make sure that we got a truck and trailer to go racing again before like insurance had covered anything. And, um, I've just always remembered that. So I'm very grateful for everything we get to do with the Tony Elliott foundation. Um, this year, my race helmet, I'm actually wearing all season is a tribute piece to Tony Elliott. Um, at the end of the year, you will be able to, um, bid on my win or my helmet from the season. So, I, you know, I want to make sure people know that and get to look out for that. Um, primal tea shop out of New York came on board this year. Um, just, you know, somebody I had met through, you know, the racing world, um, You know, we're excited to work with them. Um, We're going to do some t-shirts through them so people can look for some merchandise here soon. Um, You know, we've got premier planning services, Rob Mooney and his team over there, you know, great group of guys. Um, Rob's a personal friend of mine that our friendship actually started as a business relationship when, you know, he helped me with um, healthcare stuff because I was, you know, a young kid and I had no idea how healthcare worked. Um, And, you know, Rob, Rob knew I had no idea what I was talking about and Rob got me hooked up. So I had health insurance. Um, and then, you know, just some of our awesome partners that we have for the car products, you know, we've got FK rod ends, um, Berryman racing shocks, KH suspension, um, you know, Griff's engines, um, King racing products came on board this year, um, you know, to help us out with a lot of our torsion arms and all those just miscellaneous parts you need, um, you know, rich farmer, I have to thank him, you know, Napa Fremont helping us out with all our supplies we need, um, you know, with without all these people, we'd, we'd never be able to make this work, and um, you know we're really grateful for everybody that helps us.
1: Well, Cap, uh, we're excited for you, too, man, and uh, you know we talked about this right before we brought you on the show. Uh, you're now on our radar, because thanks to Home Pro Roofing, uh, we're going to be watching you for the rest of the month of April to see if, by chance, you'll become the Home Pro Hammer of the Month. The $200 fuel card would be on the line if uh, your performance continues to be such that the fans think that you could be the Home Pro Hammer Driver of the Month. And, of course, uh, if you want Cap to be that Home Pro Hammer, let us know by using Using the hashtag HomeProHammer uh, to uh, let us know. You know, post his picture, post his results, use the hashtag HomeProHammer. And uh, courtesy of home pro Roofing, Cap Henry could be the home pro Hammer of the month for the month of April. And if that happens, Cap, that means that we'll talk to you in about a month uh, when that happens and get an update on all the great success that you've had in the month of April. So we'll keep an eye on you for sure. Cap Henry, congratulations, man, on the runner-up finish down at Atomic. And, uh, and as we just said, we're going to be keeping an eye on you now to see uh, how the rest of the month of April goes for you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it.
1: I want to say thanks to Cap Henry for uh, making some time to chat with us tonight. And uh, I, it always floors me when somebody says, well, I'm glad to be here. Sorry I wasn't your first choice. And it's like, no, no, no. We'd have got to you eventually. You know, like <laughs> it just was not how we had planned it to go for tonight. Uh, but really want to thank him for being, uh, uh, b- being flexible. And you mentioned it. We mentioned it in the interview. Second, or excuse me, not second, first night ever. Uh, behind the wheel of this 33 car with a new team, new owners, and you bring it home in the second spot—that is not bad work at all. No, I, I I thought he did a great job, especially when I, you know,
2: like I said, I know they've been trying. He, he's been wanting to get out to Attica, but it, we just haven't had any luck here, anywhere in our region or Northern Ohio, yeah. to get the rain to quit on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Um, <laughs> So, because I know that's where he'd like to get. Like he said, he's he, ten minutes from there. So, and and he's taking a lot of hardware home from that that facility. So, uh, that's a heck of a way to start uh, making the run down there. Um, I, I know he's looking forward to maybe getting a start this weekend at Attica. That'd that's be right. pretty
1: cool. That's right. Well, and uh, also, of course, want to uh, you know, it's you could hear how relaxed he is, right? How excited he is to be able to just race whenever the heck they feel like it. And um, I got to tell you. Everybody else who's listening that drives a 410 sprint car in our region, be on notice because when a race car driver can relax and just go run the race car and not have to worry about anything, that's a dangerous guy right there. (laughs) So, hey, I want to say thanks to Be Cool Radiators. They have been on board by way of CNT Services um, as the studio sponsor for the first quarter of the season here at Horsepower Happenings, and they are I'm just going to say this because uh, Justin, I'm sure Justin, uh, who owns Be Cool Radiators, would agree. It's a badass company, Rich. They do some really cool things with some really cool cars. Um, Radiators, cooling fans, hoses, you know, all that stuff, the plumbing, whatever you need. BeCool.com has it for you. They're right here in Essexville, Michigan. Uh, You can also give them a call, 1-800-691-2667, drag car, circle uh, circle car, trucks, cars, buggies, classic builds, custom builds, whatever you're doing, they can help you cool at BeCool.com.
2: Well, Zach, on the phone lines now, we have a gentleman that we ran into several years ago when we were part of the American Ethanol Late Model Tour. Um, he's been a car owner. He's had drivers like Travis Stemler, Jake Thompson, and more recently, Greg Gokey. But uh, now he decided he wanted to go in the racetrack business. Uh, he has purchased the Winston Speedway, Great to have him on the program. Scott Phillips, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you, boys. Man, you know, we've always talked, to, and, and I've been at driver's meeting with you, that, you know, drivers and car owners all have a way, a, a better idea to run a racetrack that, than, than a promoter does, um, and now you put your hat in that bag. What were you thinking?
3: Well, I guess, uh, from a young age, Sam and I have been married 41 years, and, uh, when we were first married there was a track north of us, <clears throat> we're out in the summer area, that was called Thunder Road Speedway. Big old half mile track, dirt track, it closed up I said, Man, I'd like to do that Then you know I thought about it a little bit and then it got purchased for some hunting ground and, and that that idea went away. But we traveled all over and you know, you look at tracks and and uh, have some different ideas and you know, we can't lose any more dirt tracks or any track as far as that goes. And Winston um, closed up last the end of the season Dean Dean and Lynette uh, Wilkerson did an awesome job and uh, they just decided to go a different direction and and uh so it come available and uh I didn't know anything about it really until two weeks ago today I actually had a question for Dean and I called him on the phone and got my question answered and I said hey what's the latest on the racetrack well really nothing you know and uh and it's for sale and of course we'd all seen it for sale and, and uh there's no secrets there. It was just, it was for sale for three hundred fifty thousand, and uh, so anyhow, uh, that was Monday and Tuesday afternoon when that sends me a uh, uh, photo on a text at three forty seven that, Remax, uh, Nate Boston's got the track listed for uh, Mister Ed Higgins for two hundred thousand dollars, and. I'm driving back from Ohio, picking up motors from Brad Melka Racing, and you know I'm driving down the road and like, wow, you know. So now I'm now I'm you know thinking, what do I, you know what's up with this? So I uh, I kept driving north and uh, I got home and I called uh, Nate at Remax about ten to five and told him who I was and. And, uh, he said, wow. He says, I put this on the web at 3:30, and you're the fifth caller at 10 to five. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, uh, gee, so, uh, and, and my wife, Pam and daughter, they were at a buying show for the, for the community store we have. And, and, uh, I called you quick and I said, uh, I, I think I'm going to do this. And, uh, so I called Nate and we talked for a half an hour. And I said, Well, I'd like to make an offer. He said, Well, it, it's too late now. He said, You know, the office is closed and this and that. Won't make a difference until don't, don't tomorrow. So I said, Well, uh, you know, it's 180 miles across the state to get here from my house. I'm in the Thumb area of Michigan. So I just unloaded my motors and, and took off and drove across the Mesquite and got a room. And I met uh, Nate at nine o'clock the next morning. And we looked over the grounds and I made an offer at midday and uh, they countered, off it in the afternoon and we come to agreement and shook hands on it and uh, that finalized it Thursday morning and uh, here we are. We're in the racetrack
1: business. I got to tell you uh, that you were almost the sixth person to have called on it on that day because when I saw the price tag, I don't have a dollar to my name, but that price tag for a racetrack was so reasonable that I almost called anybody I thought would back me up on this to to buy that thing because at that price, and and maybe this is where part of where you were coming from, at that price, Scott, you start to get really worried that it's going to be somebody will buy that that doesn't give a darn about whether or not it stays a racetrack. And, um, you know, that they would more prefer to maybe develop it or use it for something else. And so um because i had heard that same thing that there was a number of people who were looking at that property and uh including even the day that you closed i guess there were still people looking at it
3: the, so 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 a realtor i mean we're trying to have a conversation and he says my phone is just blowing up you know and so i you know like i said i decided it was either step up or step aside and <clears throat> i'm a take i'm a take action guy anyhow you've seen me at driver meetings before and I speak my mind and, and just move on. But, uh, um, so that's what I did. And, uh,
0: and
3: it's, you know, I'm excited. Everybody's excited, uh, for us. And everybody's glad us still a racetrack because there's 32 acres here and it could be a campground. It could be a, you know, there's a blueberry farmer across the road, you know, and it could have been anything. And, you know, I, from a racer standpoint, we can't afford to lose any tracks because they don't come back. Right. And, uh, so, you know, we're, uh, we're, uh, I've been at it. I mean, I'm out here at six o'clock every morning and, uh, uh, we had a we had a driver's meeting and driver's registration yesterday. And, and, uh, Dustin Sharp is my general manager. And, uh, I think we got done at three o'clock Sunday morning, getting all the paperwork that we, you know, to our standards. And, uh, so we've been putting lots of time in and Justin's been putting a lot of time in making the right contacts and getting right, you know, getting, Race severs ordered and and getting you know wired fireworks for the for the scoring loop and just you know getting everything updated and and you know making sure everything's going to work and getting employees in place and so we've been busy boys and um, um, we I've been working on the grounds a lot you know thankfully the the track is in good shape you know Dean Wilkerson is still going to do the track for us and at the at the meeting of course you know he says well you know sometimes the show is a little long and said well I understand that. But uh, Dean always worked his butt off to make sure that we had a good track to race on, and you know we're we're getting some some updated equipment which will make the job easier and, and less time consuming and and uh, I picked up a late a later model Terragator that, that you know like a lot of tracks use to water the track and and if, if and the guys in Michigan everybody knows Walt that 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 does the dirt work for I ninety six and he does Merritt now and he does Tri City and I called Walt the other day and. And Walt says, oh, I've been waiting for your call because I'm sure you want me to do your track. I said, no, no, that's not why I'm calling because he's already doing two tracks on Friday. I said, no, Walt, but I said, I got this new gator, Terrogator, and I said, uh, I, I need to set, I want to build a, a state-of-the-art watering system, you know, not just, you know, pipe out the back and 2 homemade homemade nozzles that, you know, dumps too much water or not enough water. So Walt's all geeked up. Uh, he called me twice today and He's got this idea and that idea, and we're fighting, we're you know we're, we're bouncing things back and forth, and and uh, we're uh, we're really excited to get that. You know, it's going to work all everything from the cab; it'll be all solenoid operated, and, and just really really cool. And so that'll help. You know, where you can go out and make a couple passes and put a lot of water on, and and then you know during during the show when you just need to mist a little bit or maybe just mist the the top and not the bottom, we'll have a setup where you can only have a couple of nozzles. Misting and you know so things like that. Just trying to to uh, get the right equipment in place. And uh got a buddy of mine that I said, hey, you know he's, he buys and sells a lot of stuff in, in the scrap business. As a man, I'm looking for a grader, you know. And he said, hey, I just picked one up last week. A farmer wanted to trade a grader for a semi trailer or something, and you know it's a it's a decent grader, and it's uh you know so just trying to get better equipment. So so Dean's got the equipment to work with, and and. Uh, and make you know, make the track so we can make it racy and, and in a timely fashion. And um, and you know, I mean, sometimes Mother Nature, like right now, it, it was supposed to be beautiful today, and I'm sitting here in this rain and it's raining again. Like, wow, because we got four inches of rain here. Today's Monday. It must have been Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday. So, I mean, the whole place was flooding infield. But I got it pumped out now. So, um, just uh, just trying to get to ready, the right the uh, right things for you know everybody to make things better and for racing and, and uh, in a timely fashion with, you know, there's lots of concern with that, but, you know, but we're not right. going to be the type of, promoter. go ahead. Yeah, no, no,
2: I know you're, you're coming up, uh, you know, soon on the schedule, you don't have a whole lot of time. And, um, from what I've seen, I'm assuming you're going to try to mirror, uh, your classes somewhat of what Thunderbird has.
3: Yes, we're running the same classes and, 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 you know, Thunderbird is, has new owners also and so does crystal. So, uh, and so does I-96, I understand. So, you know, four tracks in Michigan have changed, have changed ownerships over the season over the off season. So, uh, everybody's got, you know, you know, you got, everybody's got lots to learn, but, uh, so Thunderbird, Heidi and Jeff, Morrell and I and Pam, we're going to be sister tracks. We're going to work together and, you know, and, and, help each other and and you know not run if you got a special for something we're not going to run the same thing you know do not muddy the waters you know friday night versus saturday night so um yeah everybody's excited um so we're running we're running super late models pro late models imp modified street stock cyber stock and warriors and then plus the mini wedges and there's two classes of mini wedges and you know we're going to be a mini wedge friendly track I mean, those kids need a place to race, and you know that's that's basically the future of the sport. You know, some people sure like when I started, I just jumped into a late model, but I was fifty years old. So, but you know, it, it's great to see these kids, you know, to racing and, and uh, having fun, and and uh, you know, I, I'm going to be mini wedge friendly. So, um, we've got a nice little bank track for them to race on. So, we two ride racing, and uh, and you know, maintain that track as best him like the big track you know just to you know so everybody's got a fair shake at having a good time and and you know it's all about race hard
1: race smart but have fun so the other thing too and we've talked with each promoter uh you mentioned the new ones and so three of the what was it rich that we talked about four or five that have happened over the off season um you guys have made the decision to stay committed to american racer tires and it is a huge discussion uh you as a former car owner have been a part of this discussion you as a former driver have been a part of this discussion and now as a track owner you're a part of this discussion and uh so i always i always am interested to hear and i like to give the opportunity to to you know voice your side of the decision to put the late models on the american racer tire
3: well there's a there's a couple reasons so you know, I've raced it at Crystal and, and, you know, we raced at Merritt for years and Crystal for years. And Crystal's always been an American racer. Merritt, when I first started, was on Hoosier and then, um, then switched to American racer. And, uh, um, you know, so the promoter when I started up there, um, the second year maybe, was, was um, Herman Van Dyne's daughter and son-in-law, and um, 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 so Steve was really concerned about switching to American Racer. And uh, I said, hey, I said, you know, we were racing on Hoosiers and he was considering American Racer the next year. And I said, hey, at the end of the night, you know, so I'll come in, I'll take my Hoosiers off and I'll throw my American Racers on and then we'll go out and make a few laps and see what you think, you know? So, I went out there and, and I was like a 10th and a half quicker, but now granted, I mean, I was racing my butt off cause I had a point to prove, you know, but they were equal tires and, and, you know, there's always a the big debate, you know, well, the Hoosier won won't only heat cycle three or four times whether American racer falls off or won't fall off. Excuse me. Um, you know, and, and this side of the state was on American racer and then, you know, COVID hit tire shortage. And, you know, there was, there was a time there that you couldn't get tires and, So we had, you know, we went to Hoosier or they went to Hoosier, excuse me, to, to make sure we had tires to race on. And, um, so, you know, of course we just got this track, you know, two weeks ago and not even two weeks ago. So Heidi and Jeff decided they were going back to American racer. So, from the weekly guy, the weekly racer that just races at, you know, a couple of tracks and doesn't travel like I did with my, with my race team. You know, it, it was really a no brainer for, for me to go to American racer also, you know, and of course, you know, there's the guys like, well, I'm not coming. Cause you're not in Hoosier. Well, you know, it's a business, it's a business decision for, for us, um, but, you know, let's call them the traveling guys that, you know, that, you know, they move around all over the state. And, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a big show somewhere they're at, you know, then I have to rely on my local racer that doesn't really travel. And, you know, for him to, to run Hoosiers here, for instance, example, don't, 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 I don't want people to mistake that We're, we are on American racer, but to, to buy Hoosiers for here and then buy American racers for Thunderbird or Crystal, you know, that's, that's just not, Financially sound for them either. Not that they can't afford or won't buy them, but it's just, it's tough for them, you know. So I'm looking out for the racer because we have to have racers. You know, racers got to have a place to race. I have to have racers and we all have to have
1: fans. There you go. All right. And so you mentioned mini wedges. You mentioned the divisions are going to stay the same. I love that you're making an effort to work with the other racetracks. And, you know, this is another thing, too. You become um you know the second one in as many years who is a former driver to now purchase a racetrack tim wilber being the other one at butler motor speedway uh, a couple of years ago when he purchased that racetrack and what i love too is similar to tim you've bought a racetrack that you raced at for a long time and uh, that you've had success at for quite some time does that make it even more special to now have the ownership stake in this place to remember the success that you've had there as, as an owner Definitely, because like I said, you know, Dean always worked
3: hard to make sure we had a track, you know, a fast track or a track with with some traction in it. Come feature time, you know, and you can you can you know you can mix that debate all day long, you know. Because honestly, you know, you can you can start out tonight and you can park the water truck and the track will slick off and it slows down two seconds. And you know what? At the end of the night, there's still a winner. There's still a guy in fifth place. There's still a guy in last place, but from a car standpoint, you know, I got the best motors. You know, I I, mean, I felt always about good motors, good chassis, worked on our tires a lot and setups and stuff. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go out there and run half throttle because it's slow, you know, slick and slow. But that's that's my feelings. You know, some guys like it slickly, you know, because they say it's it's in the driver's hands then, you know, but um, it, it makes it makes good race in both ways. And you know, I mean, in the middle in the early in the season, you know, everybody's got traction because Mother Nature's helping you. But you know July gets here, it dries out, you know, you really gotta work to make traction in your tracks. And, you know, we're gonna put that effort in there and you know, it's still gonna slick off some because it's you know, it's hot, it's windy, it doesn't get dark till quarter to ten. So, you know, you're trying to move the show along and you know, you got you have to struggle with the track, but you know, we're not gonna park our water truck at 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 eight o'clock and you're not going to see it again you know we're going to try to maintain the track and are we going to make mistakes absolutely but we're going to try to give everybody a good track to race on and um and and you know everybody will like it you know there's 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 you can debate that all day long but that that's my goal is to have a good track all night long and and you know it's just like car setups you know in the late mile division, you know, everybody's good in the mud when there's traction, you know, but it takes finesse, you know, it takes setup to make sure your car is going to work, you know, when it slicks off or dries out a little bit. And same thing, even when there is traction, you still got to be tuning on your car all the time. You got to pay attention.
2: Scott, I got to ask you, and this is more from the fans, the fans that are Scott and Pam Phillips motorsports fans. What are you guys going to do this year? You guys going to be able to run or, or run a partial schedule?
3: uh we're run, we're planning on running the full schedule um you know of course you know from for my house, you know it's an hour and fifteen minutes to tri city and it's it's two hours to crystal and it's it's two hours and fifteen minutes to merit you know for me to drive my hauler over here it's four hours and but you know I'm committed to my track and and my driver knows that he's been he was here all day yesterday cutting brush, he was here last week cutting brush, you know. Uh, We're just getting the grounds, you know, to my, to my standards. And, um, so yeah, we're still going to, you know, there's, there's some big races we're going to hit around, you know, we're going to probably stick in Michigan. We love to go to Attica in the spring, but Attica has got a problem. It won't quit raining. (laughs) (laughs) They've lost three shows and it looks like they're going to lose probably the fourth one, you know, and that's, that's tough for them guys. You know, I feel that. And I remember the story, uh, Warren used to be the pit steward at, at Mount Pleasant and, you know, I, I like to you know, gossip with anybody. And I remember when he was telling me like, yeah, uh, you know, five years ago, their first eight races rained out. We didn't know if we has got enough money to turn the lights on, you know, but you know, some other nature, you know, everything, my business is, is all geared on weather, just like the racetrack, you know? Yeah. People come in, but when you've got a crappy day and it's raining, you know, nobody wants to get out of their vehicle. Nobody wants to travel much. So, you know, we got to give mother nature to play along and, and uh, you know, we just hope for the best, but we're going to be ready am I going to have everything done I want to have done before the 21st? I'm going to try, but there'll be a few things, but it'll be good. We're getting things, uh, you know, changed up a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, everybody was excited at the, at the driver's meeting yesterday and, you know, we're going to make, we're going to do some quirky stuff for the fans and uh, make it fun. And like I told everybody yesterday at the driver's meeting, this is going to be drama-free racing. If you want to get on Facebook and bash your fellow competitors or your racetrack, I will not tolerate it. You know, just, I'm just that type of guy. So, you know, Facebook is fine, but if you want to bash people, you know, it's just not going to be good for you.
1: And I guess the last thing, well, and we could talk about this all night because that is exciting. Uh, You know, you you and your wife and the Phillips family have made the decision to make sure that this racetrack continues to go. You're continuing to make sure that there's a race car that can go to these racetracks. Um, And one of the questions that comes to mind is, you know, with that, with that 50 car unloading at Winston, um, how do you keep the two separated on race night? Are you going to, you know, how do the duties fall for you uh, in that aspect of racetrack versus race team?
3: Well, you know, you know, of course the car will be here earlier because I'll be here, of course, you know, a couple days before that. And uh, well, if the car will mean, unloaded and, you know, Greg, he tries to get here Thursday night, if not, you know, good time Friday and, you know, he can get things ready to go and, and, of course, there's always the question, well, you know, there's going to be favoritism. No, I don't play that game. You know, I, I learned from uh, John, the promoter at Attica. He's the promoter. He he probably stepped out of his seat five years ago, let's say. But his 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 boy Mike Boris races. And, you know, Mike's a good runner. But there's nights that he just runs ninth, or, you know, or there's the call he's got, you know, he was the caution car. He goes to the back. You know, that's just racing. And you can't muddy those waters, you know. And, uh, you know, we're going to have good people in positions, flag stand, tech guys, track workers, you know, and there will be no favoritism. It's just it's racing. If, if, if you have bad luck, you have bad luck. You know, speaking for my car and, you know, and Greg knows that, and, you know, there's well, there won't be no favoritism. You know, that was that question was brought up a couple of times. Well, I, I'm not that guy. I don't play favoritism. You know, go race hard, race smart and have fun. And, you know, some nights the cars just don't fall your way.
1: Well, this is exciting, Scott, and uh, we are happy. You know, Rich and I talked, we, we talked all winter about what's going to happen with, with Winston, what's going to happen, and so uh, we're excited to have you uh, as part of the ownership family now here in Michigan, and uh, we're looking forward to getting up there, and so again, one more time before we let you go, Scott, schedule highlights, you're pushing really hard, you're trying really hard to make sure this place is ready to go for your season opener here coming up in a couple of weeks.
3: Yes, we are. And, and the schedule will be out uh, by the end of the week. Justin's making a few adjustments to it. And, uh, you know, you just got to, you know, and for for us, we don't have much choice. We're the last guy. We're the last track at the table. So we have to just pick and choose what's left, you know. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. We're okay with that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do some specials for every class. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited for, for everyone, you know, the mini wedges on up, you know, cyber stocks, warriors, Street stocks, imp commodified, pro late and, and a super late model. And uh, you know, we want everybody to come out and see us and it's gonna be fan friendly, it's gonna be some some different stuff, and uh, we think it's gonna be great.
1: Awesome. All right, Scott, well hey man, good luck. We uh, we really appreciate you making time to chat with us and uh, I know Rich and I are looking forward to trying to get up there at some point this season.
3: Yes, it's not very far in the map if you have a small print map, so <laughs> just come on up. <laughs>
1: well this is fun rich uh we got another new owner in the in the house and uh you know he mentioned the i-96 deal i want to go back and say this again we understand that that deal is is closed uh we understand that on a very well-known source but we haven't heard it from the horse's mouth uh so if you're like well why did scott just say that on the show and these guys haven't reported it because we we have a, we like to work on some sort of integrity, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> between Rich and I, uh, we do like to do that. So once we can get it from the horse's mouth and get them to give us a statement, we'll absolutely talk about it. Um, and we we also have heard the same thing that there has been an ownership change in i ninety six. But uh, until we can get that confirmed, we're not going to you know dive in any any further than that. But nonetheless, Rich Scott, I mean he sounds fired up. He knows this sport really well. Um, But it is way different to run a race car and own a race car than it is to deal with 75 to 100 different race car drivers and race cars in one night.
2: Well, what I'm glad about is that knocks off the last track we were working on to get some races for this year. That's right. Down in our region. So we can breathe now. There's going to be racing at Winston and every other track uh, down here in our region that we're, whether it's dirt or pavement, they're going to see something. And uh, so I think we're ready
1: for 2023, right? I'm wondering if uh, we should not. So it's time to look at the upcoming calendar. Uh, should we not talk about? Are we a bad luck charm to this racetrack? Should we quit talking about it? And then maybe they'll get it. I'm talking about this dirt track that's located inside of an old horse track on a fairgrounds property uh, in uh, Northeast Ohio. Is that enough?
2: I don't know that if we're. I don't know if whatever we say is going to make a difference or not. <laughs> <laughs> we, have no, we have we 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 don't have any connection we do not have the extension from Mother nature That's we true. do not know her number
1: all right i'll let you be the one then say it say it <laughs> Attica raceway park the fourth time <laughs> of time we're going to give it a shot
2: uh, i believe late models late models and 410 sprint cars i think uh i'm not sure all star circuit of champions maybe that might be just two divisions uh, from what i saw yes that is uh, correct are there this week so uh we're going to give it a shot. I, it looks like we're going to have maybe a little bit of rain in our region tomorrow and in a Wednesday, and then looks like it might be drying out a little bit. So maybe that's enough time. I know Attica Raceway Park has had plenty of water to grow whatever they want to grow there yeah. in the last month. No kidding. So uh, we don't need any more. like to get that place dried out, a little bit of sun on it, and go race it.
1: Well, Sprint Car fans really have a lot to choose from this weekend because the USAC Non-Wing Sprint Car, NOS Energy Drink uh, Non-Wing Sprint Car National Series, is uh, allegedly, not allegedly, they're scheduled to be back at work this Saturday at Lawrenceburg Speedway. That got postponed from last weekend. That is now this Saturday, April the 8th. And uh, they, again, as I said, a lot of sprint car fans have a lot to choose from because Waynesfield is also expected to be in action this weekend with the NRA-GLSS combo event alongside the Great Lakes Traditional Sprints. That's coming up on Saturday, April 8th as well. And... If that doesn't tickle your fancy, maybe you're a pavement fan, but you want to watch some sprint car racing, guess what, Rich French? You can do it on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Is this their first race of the year? That is. I think it is, right? Yep. 500 sprint car tour
2: kicking in action on Saturday. Anderson Speedway. What what was it? About a four-hour drive down there, three and a half from up here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad...
2: From from Southern Michigan, I think. Yeah.
1: And it's not a bad drive either. It's a lot of highway. Anderson Speedway is right off the highway, so it's not a bad drive. Yep, so
2: if you're a non-wing pavement sprint car fan, 500 Sprint Car Tour at Anderson this Saturday.
1: Taylor Ferns, Cody Swanson, probably going to see the likes of uh, of maybe, maybe the Rocket Man goes. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Um, I, I don't know that he's going to miss many races there before uh, he has a chance to pick, up, to pick up another little 500. So yeah. I think he'll probably be there.
1: I think you should look for him to be there as well. So this is going to be good. There's a lot of buzz around the 500 Sprint Car Tour this year, and uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. So there you go. There's four tracks for you to choose from, four races that are going on around our region. Pick one, go to one. And uh, by the way, if you go to one of those winged Sprint Car races, don't forget, drop that hashtag HomeProHammer if you think that they are a driver that is uh, worthy of the HomeProHammer of the month title so all right that's gonna do it rich france holy crap what a show and uh, we gotta move on shall we do it again next week what do you think same time same place yeah less stress huh that'd be nice <laughs> wouldn't it we'll talk to you same time same place be sure to follow us facebook instagram and twitter and everywhere that you find podcasts right here it's worst power happening
0: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. The views and opinions expressed in tonight's show may not directly reflect that of Horsepower Happenings. The contents of this program may not be reproduced, retransmitted, or disseminated without the express written consent of Horsepower Happenings. Follow Horsepower Happenings
3: on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes to keep up on what's happening.